Hey y'all, you are listening to another episode of The Spiritual Homegirl, where we discuss all things concerning self-development and bettering our spirit, but from the homie perspective, somebody that's going through the journey day by day, just like you. Hey y'all, it's your girl Maria, The Spiritual Homegirl, and we are back with another episode of The Spiritual Homegirl Podcast. Now, before I get started, you know I cannot do any episode without thanking you all for listening. Out of the tens and thousands of podcasts that are out there in podcast land, you choose to listen to mine or give me your ears, as I say, for an hour or so once a week. And I hella appreciate that. Speaking of gratitude, shout out to those who came to uh, my very first Homegirl Supper Club that was on this past Sunday, March 25th at a private fly-ass location with Chef Babette Davis of Stuff I Eat Out in Inglewood, California, and Sylvia Mathis-Manning. She's a vegan enthusiast, actress, songwriter, singer, um, just, I mean, wealth of information, both of them. And it was a honor to be in the presence of two elder goddesses. I mean, they know their stuff about veganism and plant-based living. They have a combined total of 50 years between them. So it was really dope. To be able to partner with Tara from um, the Doyen Collective, uh, Royal One, Royal One Entertainment. Shout out to Tara Bennett Smith. Um, we definitely got it cracking in the kitchen. We had some vegan mac and cheese, which was amazing, and we had a vegan gumbo recipe. And Chef Babette made these avocado parfaits. Oh my God, they were amazing! Oh my God, they were so good. Even now, I can still taste them. And we also got some good recipes for avocado uh, chocolate pudding from her, as well as um, ebook versions of her Cash In on Cashews book. Basically, 50 recipes from one cashew nut. And for me, I love to cook, but I'm not really a desserts chick. So um, this is definitely up my alley. So I definitely pre-ordered a book. If you want to pre-order your book, you can do so at chefbabette.com. Now, Chef Babette also gave me an easy um, substitute recipe for like the Kraft macaroni and cheese, like the box mac. She gave that to me at the event. And, um, that's actually at the end of this episode. So stay tuned. Um, I will definitely be doing another homegirl supper club very, um, soon, a little bit different. I might do something at a tea house. We can all just chop up, talk about tea. I know a little bit about tea cause I used to work for a tea company. So, um, you know, maybe we could talk about that together. Um, in the city one day, if you're in the Atlanta area, also, if you are near the Atlanta area or in the metro Atlanta area, Yoga 101 is still a thing. Please get your tickets at spiritualhomegirl.com. Go to the shop tab and you will see it. It's basically me and Miniature Yogi, otherwise known as Dre. We'll be partnering up for a Q&A about all things yoga if you're curious, as well as a one-hour um, vinyasa flow. So prepare to burn some calories as well as some water for everyone because you're going to need it afterwards. The first 20 to sign up will get a Yoga 101 t-shirt for free as well as a complimentary Sun, Moon, Ascendant um, Astrology uh, analysis by yours truly. And seeing how we finna talk about Mercury today, may, that might be something you might be interested in if you're in the Atlanta area. <laughs> uh, I've been studying astrology for about, like, like for real, for real, like four years. I spent two of those years in the classroom with two different teachers. I also have a host of other mentors that um, I've um, studied under, which is it's a, it's a blessing. Um, I've had about four good mentors that I still consult with um, to this day. So I'm really actually, I'm actually kind of excited to talk about this week's episode, which is about Mercury retrograde. And I used to do general um, moon analysis and things like that in terms of oh the moon's coming up this is what you should do this is what you shouldn't do and 
I realized that I was starting to fall into a category that I did not want to fall into with Spiritual Homegirl, which was telling you how to live your life. Sometimes you might have a suggestion in terms of what works for you or in this case what works for me, but I don't want to be that person to tell you how to live your life. That's not for me. That's for you to empower yourself and find out what's good for you. The power of choice is such a beautiful thing, but you can't make the power of choice sometimes or at least acknowledge the power of choice because we don't have the information necessary to make an informed decision. So I decided that my stance when it comes to astrology would be more so from a um, education perspective so we know what the hell we're talking about. And in this case, Mercury retrograde is the topic of discussion. A lot of people, and I and I get it, I get it, you feel me? Astrology is very, very entertaining. All of the memes, um, and, and it's relatable. Everyone wants something to belong to, whether we want to act like it or not. Somebody wants to belong to some type of something or be able to feel like they're being represented or feel like they're being um, acknowledged, you feel me? And when it comes to astrology, a lot of people do want to be acknowledged you know like in in the worst i've seen of this and i'm not going to make this a i can't stand stuff on astrology because i don't like that shit either that's why i don't entertain it but i the one thing i don't like is the um i think i see these memes on facebook more than anything else but it's like the keep it real all day crew aries taurus sagittarius libra never keeps it 100 crew cancer gemini virgo capricorn it's like who why did you make this list on your group of friends? This ain't got shit to do with astrology or the stars. Let's, if you want to make a list of who keep it funky in your crew and who don't, don't do the signs, baby. Just do you, do you and your friends. That might be a better, that might be a better fit, you know, for social media. You know, now you got hundreds and thousands of people out here liking and sharing incorrect information. At least when it comes to that, when it comes to you know what signs do this and signs do that, because it's bigger than that. You know, it's basically you know it's more than just my sun sign. My I'm an I'm, a, I'm an Aries. Don't get me twisted. I'm a proud Aries all day, but I also know about my Mercury. I know about my Uranus. I know about my uh, my Venus and Taurus. By the way, <laughs> you feel me? Look that up if you if you know. But um, <laughs> I just know about different things. I know whether. My orientation is public or private. I'm a balance of both. So that's why I can actually do a podcast and still find time to take privacy, you know, and be able to kind of, you know, self-recharge and take a step back from the world if I need to. I know if, you know, based on the planetary alignments in my will, if things are going to more so manifest through hard work or things going to happen through hard work and um, things kind of just popping up. So I know a little bit more about my chart. No, I know a lot about my chart. So when it comes to, the generalization of astrology, it kind of bothers me because it's like, yo, imagine if people really knew what they chart was hidden for. They'd be able to do a lot more with a moon that's transiting or with a, mer a Mercury retrograde um, versus, you know, somebody that don't really know no better. And, they, and you know, ignorance is not necessarily a bad thing. If you don't know, you just don't know. You feel me? So it's not like we saying, oh, you ignorant. You don't know no better. But um, for me. People sometimes don't really, in this, I'm going to go to another side tangent because I got to say this too, since we just going to keep it real, um, real funky this episode when it comes to astrology and I, I want to put it on record. So if anybody ever has any doubt how I feel about this, you can just pull this up and you can um, digest it and take it how you want to take it because it's probably never, ever going to change as long as I'm physically on this earth. But I do not like the argument between sidereal and Western astrology. I don't like it outside of anybody, anybody, anybody that says that one way is right and one way is wrong. Because to me, that's dogmatic as fuck. It's just like religion and it's just like certain aspects of spirituality that I don't describe, uh, subscribe to. So when it comes to, oh, um, 
The sun ain't in Aries. It's in Pisces. I block it. Why? Because what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to entertain anybody. That, if, if it's one thing to say, if this is your way, that's your way. But to say something is the way and the other ways are wrong, it's kind of like that's just you projecting whatever it is you got going on onto everybody else. I don't know if you want to fight and have a debate. And it's always, I remember seeing a debate and they were saying, it's always a little guy that wants to debate. I don't know about all that, but... It's always somebody with something to prove that says inflammatory statements to uh, try to get some kind of attention to their thought process. And for me, I feel like um, if we are going to talk about Mercury, which is the logical, rational mind, my logic will not allow myself to directly engage in that kind of bullshit because it's just it's irrelevant. If your chart works for you, whether it is sidereal, which is Vedic, or Western, which is tropical, then do what works for you. If you want to run both of the charts to see which one um, makes more sense, that's fine. And I feel like that will be your truth versus listening to a person that will say sidereal is the way or listening to someone that says tropical is the way. Now, I'm in the process of, I mean, I study Western. I am open and slowly getting into sidereal. But am I going to say one is better than the other on record? No, because that's not correct. It's not going to be correct for you. So I'm also in the process of doing, I mean, astrology is a lifelong science too. I mean, this, this is not something you just learn in six months and all of a sudden you got it down. This is a, a very extensive, um, and I call it a science because it was it's more ancient than um, than everything else. It's really funny, all these other sciences, it, but this is like the ancient one. Nobody recognizes it. They call it pseudoscience, but what were the ancestors doing millions of years ago or hundreds of thousands of years ago? They were following what was in the sky. Um, so, but that's another topic. I'll, I'll go off on that too. As you can see, I'm already going off and we ain't even gotten to the topic yet, but these are just some prerequisites, um, that you guys need to know about what astrology is and what it ain't. Now, what it is, like I said, is it's a, a science and it's a tool to help you. What it isn't is it's not a way to tell you how to live your life. Like I said, the um, planets are, I mean, it's, it's representation of energies that we deal with in our journey or on our journey. And um, you have the choice eventually and essentially to make a move that works for you. So, yeah, something may dictate something in your chart, but you do know you have the ability to do something completely different and it can still work for you. It's about the approach. and It's about the understanding of what you see and going from there. So, um, wow, I really am going off. Oh, my goodness. Don't edit nothing, Brandon. Keep all of this. Yes, I'm talking to my, my producer because sometimes we might shop. I might chop some stuff if um, if it doesn't make sense in terms of making sense to other people um, or, or for clarity, if it doesn't seem clear. Because I would hate to tell you all something that doesn't come off as clear as it can be. But in this case, I want all of this to um, go through. So with that being said, <laughs> a basic recap before we get into Mercury retrograde. Astrology is a tool. It is not a way to dictate your life, number one. Number two, sidereal versus western Astrology, that's Vedic versus tropical. Only you are going to know what works for you. Don't listen to anybody that's going to tell you, a person with the power of knowledge or acquiring knowledge and the power of choice, to tell you what's right and what's wrong. And, um, yeah, that's really the, the two big pieces I really want you guys to know. So with that being said, what is Mercury, guys? Do y'all know what Mercury is? I know, like I said... It gets real trendy on social media. 
just like yoga. That's why I wanted to do Yoga 101 to kind of break down what that is. Just like with astrology, I don't know if we're actually breaking it down to where people who have zero knowledge of any kind of astrology, um, anything, I don't know if we're breaking it down to where they can actually understand it. And at least with this episode, I want to do it in layman's terms. And I am not saying that I am Dr. Maria Gates, astrologer, you know, and all this other stuff. I'm not saying that. But I am using the information that I've learned to present this to you in um, hopefully an objective um, presentation so y'all can understand it regardless. You know what I'm saying? So with that being said, from what we have here on record from past years about astrology and about the planets, Mercury is the messenger. That's the energy it represents, the messenger. It's the ruler of Gemini. It's the ruler of Virgo. Shout out to the Virgos and the Geminis out there. And in Greek mythology, it was associated with the god Hermes. It was the winged messenger of God. And the um, a phrase associated with Mercury is I think. So if Aries is I am, and, um, and all signs progress through the will, by the way, and I've always believed that Pisces has um, all of the signs in one. That's why I actually kind of dig um, Pisces, not not Piscean people, but just what Pisces represents in terms of transcendence and coming at the end of the journey and understanding all the lessons picked up throughout the way from the Aryan stage. But that's another that's another episode because that goes into subjectiveness. But um, again, I said I was going to try to keep it as objective as possible. But I think is a phrase associated with uh, Mercury. And in the human development stage, again, as the wheel progresses from Aries, which is the baby of the Zodiac, to Piscean, which is like uh, Pisces, which is the elder, the aging elder, um, usually in the last stage of life. Um, in this case, Mercury represents ages 7 to 13. And, and I think that is where uh, that's the Gemini part of Mercury. And that's usually when children begin to work on their lower mind, you know, reading and writing, arithmetic, the whole nine, you know, starting to really use their brain as muscles and strengthen them and acquire knowledge and start thinking and finding ways to process concepts and um and communicate with other people uh, in their environment. So physically, it uh, it's associated and rules the central nervous system which is Gemini, associated with Gemini physiology physiologically <laughs> and also the uh, respiratory system for Virgo. So um, when Mercury is usually like on point, you know, Mercury is communicative and it's rational and it's clever. Now, when it ain't really where it needs to be, over intellectual, fake deep is what I call it. Um, and then restless, uh, talking too much, and then deceitful and evasive. So that cleverness is used in a way that um, can come off a bit manipulative or a little suspect when it comes to uh, Mercury and their expression. So, we got Mercury. I'm over here going through my notes, y'all, so bear with me. So, Mercury also is associated with, like I said, uh, ages 7 to 13, uh, the rational mind, the lower mind. Um, and as Sagittarius is associated with the higher mind. We do all of these things so much out of habit, we don't really consciously understand what we do. Like, we take in information, you're listening to a podcast, that's what we just do, you know? Like, it's something that we do, and we might process it 
afterwards say, oh, okay, this is information that I'm receiving right now. What did I learn from it? But this is all everyday routine stuff. I talk, you listen. You listen, I talk. I watch TV. I process that information. I'm looking around my environment. Oh, there's a squirrel that ran across the street. You know, like those type of things we take in and we process that. Or, oh, an idea just came to my head. I'm going to write this down really quickly. Usually it happens so quickly we don't realize, oh, wait, I just got an idea. Where did this idea come from? Should I process this? Should I not process this? Is this going to help me? Is this not going to help me? Should I write it down? Should I leave it alone? A lot of people don't really, they don't really move like that. But with Mercury, again, like I said, with the lower minds, things that we just do so much, like processing ideas, communicating, um, reasoning, uh, being logic, uh, like I, logical, excuse me, thinking, um, those are things that, you know, we just kind of just do because that's just our brain function. It's natural. Um, also, our intellect, like I said. Also, it's associated with technology, travel, commerce, language, obviously, with the uses of words um, and words themselves and and logic. So we got Mercury, who Mercury is, out the way. Now, what is this whole retrograde thing, right? Now, Mercury is not the only planet to go retrograde. What it is about Mercury is that Mercury orbits at a higher speed over the earth faster than all the other planets so it retrogrades more often a year sometimes three to four times a year um we had a venus retrograde i think last year and i'm not i think they're not due for like another i think it's some more years until venus retrograde happens again so all planets have varying speeds of orbit so with mercury they're the fastest one so that's why we always deal with it more often than the other ones um what it is it is that a planet is not moving backwards. So if you ever were to look in the sky, the planets themselves do not orbit backwards. They always orbit in the direction they're supposed to go, always moving forward. They never go backwards like physically. You're not going to you're not going to know like you're not going to say, OK, they're definitely going backwards. That's not what happens. There's an illusion that's given that makes it look backwards that I'll get into in just a moment. But um like, how do I explain it? Okay, let's say you're sitting, like, in a car or a train or something, right? And you're moving at a certain speed and you're staying consistent at this speed. But then there's this other car in another lane going the opposite direction that's going way faster than you. And normally, this is happening on, what, a two-lane highway usually when you're driving? So, you're going, your regular speed might be going about 30 miles an hour, regular. And then that fast-ass car in the other lane going in the opposite direction, speeds past you. That, like, that, that phenomenon, that feeling when that speeding car or train goes past your train or car, it will give you the illusion that it's moving backwards, but it's not. That energy there is what a retrograde is. But when it comes to on the chart, on the wheel, that energy will be expressed by the degrees going backwards in the chart. Every planet has a certain degree that it moves at. If you ever look at a chart, you'll see, you know, um, a glyph for a planet, and then you'll see um, larger numbers, usually uh, 0 through uh, 29, and then you'll see a number of um, smaller numbers, two smaller numbers underneath it. The larger number is the degree of the sign it's in because all signs are moving at 30 degrees, at least in Western. And then um, the minutes, the minutes, you know, they're smaller and they're moving at different. That's for, like, people who actually 
are with the shits with astrology. So I wouldn't focus too, too much on that if you don't have a knowledge of um, astrology concepts. But with the degrees, again, since we're moving forward, Mercury is moving in Aries and it stops at 16 degrees. And then the energy with the moving, the whole quote unquote moving backwards when it's not really backwards, it's that phenomenon from that speeding train or car. It makes it appear like it's going backwards, so it'll end up ending at four degrees. So I think that's why people say it goes backwards because it starts at 16 degrees Aries, but like I said, it normally goes from zero to 29 moving forward. So ending at four degrees, it appears, oh, it went backwards in degrees. But physically, like planetary, like orbit-wise, it did not go backwards. I hope that part made sense. But um, but going back to what the whole uh, retrograde means is that it just means that it's in a extreme form of expression it means that it's in and sometimes it's an inward energy too as well depending on um what you have going on in your chart so if planets are direct which means like i said earth we're moving and every you know every day we're moving there's other planets that are you know their energy is being expressed outwardly it's being expressed direct there's no type of hack you have to do or um any type of um ways to kind of work around and get the energy out. That's what direct is. And when it's in retrograde, it's kind of the opposite. You kind of have to find ways to kind of figure things out. And I think that's why people say you shouldn't do certain things because they might lead to um, conflicts or troubles or hiccups or um, obstacles. I'll probably get that into, I'll probably go into that a little later as to why I don't really subscribe to that logic either. Um, that'll probably be a subjective part because I just don't want people not living their lives because of one planet when there's hella other planets to consider. You know what I mean? There's also things that are going on um, besides that energy that we can have the choice on. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's inward energy or extreme energy. I like to use extreme because I know people who have been completely fine during retrogrades. They don't care. They're fine. Nothing happens. Nothing. Um, nothing's worth reflecting on. And then there's some people who might turn into a hermit crab. You know what I'm saying? And and be reclusive and just sit and meditate and reflect and journal and introspect on other things. And there's other folks who are just living with the shits, hanging from the ceilings, having a good time. And their outward expression is is different. Even if they're normally not like that, it's a different expression because again, if some if somebody's a hermit. And their Mercury retrograde has them acting um, opposite, which would be a little bit more talkative. I mean, like I said earlier, an expression of Mercury when they're not necessarily direct or on point is over communicative, over talkative. So everybody has a different reaction to Mercury retrograde. Myself, I've had all all spectrums. Nothing's happened. My life fell apart one time. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like... Um, a relationship fell apart, but I low-key think that wasn't nothing about retrograde. I just think we weren't compatible. We're the best of friends now, though. Shout out to you, boo. I know you're going to be listening, so I, he knows who he is. But, um, or, you know, I've gotten some real good work done, and I've slowed down, and I ended up realizing, hey, I'm going to go about things a different way when this is over with. You know, it's almost like an incubation period um, for that latter description when it comes to reflecting. So, like I said, Mercury retrograde for me, it's just more of a, okay, it's here. I know some lessons are going to be here, but there's lessons every day. So um, I think what people don't also get into is Mercury, like the shadow Mercury stage. And then the shadow stage, like before retrograde and the shadow stage after retrograde. So 
usually you gotta look at the ephemeris, which is a way that we can tell of the um, planetary degrees that it's in. Um, it tells you like the degree, um, what sign it's in by the day. Um, so you can actually kind of look ahead and see when it's going to happen. The ephemeris is basically something that you can use ahead of time to kind of see what the um, planets will be, like what positions they'll be in, what degrees, what signs, and what minutes they'll be in. If you want to craft a chart of your own in the future to see what's going on. That's what a lot of people do when it comes to predicting these uh, retrogrades. They use the ephemeris to find out. And in this case, with the Mercury retrograde, with the shadow before it's more so of a okay let's prep and figure out you know how this is gonna um how it's gonna go down basically so some people will say they'll feel the effects like a little bit before and that's because that's it's probably hitting your chart in the shadow stage before it even goes retrograde so the ephemeris is used to tell when the planets are going to be in certain signs so in this case um and ephemeris was used to determine when Mercury was going to go retrograde. And from there, they could tell the shadow stages, which were two weeks before and two weeks after. So some people will say they feel the effects um, before or even after. And that's because that Mercury is hitting their chart individually in a way to where um, retrograde isn't just a three-week phase. It's something that's hitting their chart specifically. And in this case, like I said, it um, starts... 16 degrees Aries and will end at 4 degrees Aries. And that date for that um, beginning shadow stage was, I think, around like March 8th. And then the shadow uh, stage of when Mercury hits 4 degrees will end up being in May. I think like May 4th or May 5th, something like that. So even though retrograde may appear to be over on the 15th, you still have that shadow period that you have to deal with. And when it comes to shadow... Um, periods it's when mercury goes direct so it's basically when mercury is direct and like i said you can find it out through an ephemeris so at this point before mercury went retrograde it was moving through aries at four degrees then it went stationary so before it goes into retrograde it goes stationary so from earth um it will appear like it stopped like it stopped moving and then um, because Mercury can never be more than 28 degrees uh, furthest from the sun. So when it gets to that point, it has to change directions. And that's why it appears that it goes um, backwards. Because it's like, all right, oop, going too fast. I'm going too far. Let me, let me chill real quick. And then that's where the retrograde period moves. Once it has to go retrograde, it'll go stationary and direct at 4 degrees on April 15, 2018. So... That's when people will say, oh, great, retrograde is over. It's four degrees, Aries is back to normal. But since retrograde appears to have gone stationary and then started moving forward, it still has to continue moving forward because, again, planets don't go backwards. So it still has to move. So even though retrograde started at Aries 16 degrees or 16 degrees Aries, it ended at four degrees Aries. Since it still has to move forward, it still has to go through 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th, 15th, 16th degrees Aries to get out of that retrograde zone. Once it hits 17 degrees Aries, then that shadow period is over. That whole retrograde period is over. So anytime Mercury is between the um, degrees of 4 and 16, that's going to be a shadow stationary um, and retrograde period. And then once it goes 17 degrees, 
um, Mercury, then we're done. Then it's it's for real, for real direct, and it keeps moving forward through the signs. It'll move 29 degrees Aries as the days go by, then moving to Taurus, then moving to Gemini, and then um, it'll prepare for the next shadow, stationary, retrograde, um, and then stationary, shadow, direct phase all over again. So when you really break it down, that's low-key almost a two-month phase with the Mercury retrograde. So I just want to kind of lay that down when it came to um, explaining that Mercury retrograde ain't necessarily just over. The retrograde motion is over on that day, but you still got to deal with Mercury kind of trying to get out of that, um, if that makes sense. So now, now that we've gotten that part out the way, I feel like, am I missing anything? Ah, yes. So Mercury is in Aries. I love all things Aries. Why? Because I'm an Aries son and I just have an attachment to things like that. That's my, um, that's my like, I like to identify with things. <laughs> signs, I like to be represented. So um, when it comes to fire signs, and that includes, you know, not only just Aries, but Leos and Sagittarius. you know, we like to um, be inspiring and independent. You feel me? Like, and with Aries, Aries is a young, masculine sign i mean just again like like leo and Sage, and they have active polarities that's a creative polarity um and with aries that's more so of a you know initiating action through soul purpose so think about that from a mercurian aspect when it comes to processing and logic and um the rational mind now just for future reference in case you guys didn't know if um fire signs are more so dealing with creative functions air signs deal with mental functions water deal with emotional functions and then earth signs deal with material functions. So, um, again, going back to what retrogrades have been known for back in the day or just period, I just don't want you guys to think that retrogrades got to be bad. Physically, it's not moving backwards. They are, you know, it's it's a bit longer than what we think because of the actual um, movement of the planet. You know, it has to go direct and then say, hold up, I'm getting too far from the sun. Let me chill real quick. And then um, they go back through Aries. Again, it appears it's going backwards, but it's just the energy with the um, with them going too fast. It's like, Skr! okay, wait, let me figure this out real quick. Let me let me kind of get my shit together so I can stay back close to the sun. I'm going to run through these degrees. I'm going to stay, make sure I'm good to go direct. It's going to appear like it ain't moving again, and it's going to move back forward as normal until another situation happens where they feel like they're going too damn fast and they got to slow down. So... Um, people always think that retrograde planets mean that something is um, negative or it's going to affect your ability to learn. And I think sometimes when we say things like that about Mercury retrograde, and in the past I've been guilty of this as well. So um, I'm not acting like I ain't never did it. But it's almost like we speak curses into our lives because of what we think we know about Mercury retrograde. And I don't think that's fair to us to do that. And um, I just don't want you guys to think that you have to suffer during retrograde or that a planet has to drag you. Don't nobody drag you but yourself. And that's facts. I know I was, was going to try to present that as objectively as possible, but I really need y'all to understand this. Don't no planet drag you. You don't have to suffer during retrogrades in order to learn something. Sometimes you can journal. Sometimes things might appear to be coming back from the past because of the whole oh it technically moves you know planets or moves uh degrees back in Aries so this whole your ex might come back I mean your ex might come back May 6th 
after Shadow. What you gonna say then? You can't say it's Mercury retrograde. So I just wouldn't. Um, I mean, the memes are fun. I found a really cool meme that I was gonna post, but I was like, nah, I don't wanna make people think that they ex is definitely gonna come back because I think it's to the point where we get so um, we get so attached to the means of things that we really expect some of these things to happen. Sometimes your ex ain't thinking about you during retrograde. Sometimes your ex ain't wanna. He don't wanna talk to you. She don't wanna talk to you. Like, it don't, like, they're not going to come back because it's retrograde. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just not something that we should just bank on things happening because it's retrograde. You're not going to miss your flight if you travel because you travel during retrograde. I travel during hella retrogrades. The only thing that happened was because, um, the only thing that happened was my body wash got spilled in my bag. And that's because Atlanta's TSA was on some, some BS that day. So that's, the, that's not retrograde. That's just somebody not caring about their job. You know what I'm saying? Like, just like with, like I said, the guy that I was seeing during, you know, we stopped talking during the retrograde. It had nothing to do with Mercury. We just weren't compatible. And it just so happened we finally came to this realization during a retrograde. You feel me? That has nothing to do with Mercury. doesn't dictate whether I'm going to work out with somebody's grown-ass son. You know what I'm saying? So I don't want y'all to, I really just don't want y'all to subscribe to that. Like, even now, Mercury retrograde for me is going to be, again, if I'm looking at my chart and what I know about my chart, Mercury retrograde going to be kind of fire. Actually, it's great for finishing things. Because with Aries, Aries likes to start things. Start, start, start. I want to do things. Me first. And sometimes with Aries, it's almost like shiny new thing syndrome. You feel me? Like they might have something that's shiny. That, oh, something else shiny. And they'll drop what's in their hand and go play with the new thing. Oh, something new. And they'll drop the other thing they had in their hand and go play with some newer. And um, I know for me, in my chart, with uh, Mercury in my moon... And my son is a great thing to get some things done to avoid the shiny new thing syndrome. And with Aries, since Mercury retrograde is in Aries, this may kind of bring up some type of impulsive energy, depending on where it is in your chart. But if we're going to be general, Aries is impulsive. Go get him, tiger. Sometimes you might <laughs> embark on some stuff and you really ain't thought it through yet. You know, do now, ask questions later. You know, you don't want to miss out on things. Fear of missing out. Um, you know, or, and also with Aries being ruled by Mars, which is the God of war and violence, I'm not saying that you're going to fight somebody for Mercury retrograde, but, um, with that type of rushing to respond energy or rushing to do something, or I got to get the last word, or I got to get in first because Aries is low key kind of lit when it comes to that. Um, and, and like I said, with Aries being ruled by God of Mars, um, well, God of war, which is Mars. You know, Aries are known as to be hard-headed and they pop off. So the way I take it with Mercury is it might be a good time to actually work on active listening and not responding to talking and, and, and hear yourself, but more so respond to actually add value to a conversation or, or whatever you have going on or make sure your input is, is value versus just, okay, hey, I did it, I responded, whatever, or trying to make it about you. Nothing's worse than a conversation where you're telling someone about your story and then they're like, oh, yeah, um yeah that's crazy i know when i it's like damn are you gonna say anything about what i just told you are you responding to talk about you or are you responding for the sake of the conversation so um that's one thing to keep in mind too again responding or reacting without thinking it through first from popping off to basic conversation just keep that in mind and seeing how again retrogrades they appear like they're stopping and um, going backwards, I think that's where the association with reflecting and introspecting and slowing down, taking time for yourself, things like that. I think that's where that comes in. I think that's a great time, actually, 
Um, so if you're not feeling too talkative, that's okay. You know what I'm saying? If you're feeling like you want to talk, you know, and that's not really you, just kind of, you know, again, since it's an Aries, just kind of keep that in mind before you jump into someone's conversation or jump to make yourself a part of the uh, discussion. Also, with respect to Aries and processing and thinking and communicating, um, just try to avoid the imbalanced side of Aries, which can be arrogant and rude. I know because I am an Aries son. I know the Aryan sons can think they are God's gift to the world sometimes. Just remember that in your rush to communicate, you can at least think before you speak and say, hey, am I going to come off like an asshole when I say this? Am I going to come off disrespectful? Because sometimes with Aries being direct, it can come off very insensitive and very uncaring to those who may not understand or to those who just don't get down like that. So you have to kind of be careful with how um, how you outwardly express that um, <laughs> that communication. Since, again, like I said, depending on where it is in your chart, they can have that possibility to have you out here uh, low-key snapping on folks and roasting folks. You don't even mean to. And also, like I said, with being hard-headed, because Aryans can be very hard-headed. They are the infant of the Zodiac. Uh, avoid trying to, or I won't say avoid because, again, that's telling you what to do. But just kind of keep in mind that um, active listening is very key. Active conversation is very key. Listening for all concepts, all things to be communicated, processing and then responding is hella key when it comes to Mercury retrograde being in Aries. Because, like I said before, Mercury retrograde means that Mercury is acting in an extreme function. How it's going to actually um, and whether it's going to affect you um, in one way or the other, whether it's too lit or hermit crab, you know, or not at all. That depends on how it affects your chart. I highly suggest y'all get y'all chart done and then look and see how Mercury affects your chart. Just so y'all know. Um, but but that's just something to keep in mind either way. And is that everything about Mercury retrograde? Yeah, that's pretty much it. So, if you don't remember nothing else from this podcast, remember this. Mercury retrograde is not bad. It just means that the function of Mercury, which is our rational mind, our ability to think, communicate, process ideas, um, travel, communication, commerce, that's all expressed in an extreme way. This is done over a period of about almost two months. Why? Because Mercury has a shadow phase that's two weeks before, which is more of the pre-prep, and then two weeks after, which is more of the process. How it affects everyone is very unique and special to the individual. So, again, knowing your chart and knowing how Mercury affects your chart will definitely help. Um, when it comes to the degrees, it starts in Mercury at 16 degrees Aries, ends at 4 degrees Aries. So, it'll start at 16 in the sky. It'll look like it's stationary. Before it goes retrograde, which means like it's not moving, then it'll look like it's going backwards, which means this whole it's going supposedly backwards when it's really physically not going backwards. It's just that it's going too fast for the um over the sun. It's going too fast. So when it gets too fast and too far from the sun, it has to kind of chill out and kind of redirect. So that's where the retrograde thing comes from because they're redirecting to avoid um, getting too far from the sun because they can't be no more than 28 degrees further from the sun. And um, 
that's why they appear to go backwards. So it starts in Aries, 16 degrees, ends at 4 degrees Aries, which will be on April 15th. But the gag is it still has to go forward because planets don't go backwards. So the Mercury retrograde stage um, or the zone is from 4 degrees Aries to 16 degrees Aries. So even if retrograde is over on April 15, 2018, it's still at 4 degrees Aries. It's still got to move all the way up, even past the point where it started the retrograde, which is 16 degrees Aries. So even if it's April 17th, April 19th, April 20th, April 25th, it's still moving through those degrees, 4th, 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th, what have you. And it goes all the way through because the planets continue to move forward. And then once it hits um, past that 16 degrees in Aries, which is when retrograde started, even afterwards, which will be around uh, May 3rd, 2018, that is when the actual like zone, the retrograde zone is indeed over. So if you're feeling the effects of it in your chart um, from two weeks before retrograde to even around that May 3rd time, that's completely normal. Just keep um, journaling or doing what you're doing to properly properly process what's going on to the best of your ability, to the best way that works for you. Why? Because even with all of this shit I say about retrograde and Mercury and the planets and all this other stuff and expression of planets, you still have the choice to make moves knowing this information versus letting a planet drag you. Why? Because you don't have to suffer during retrograde and you don't have to let a planet drag you. I think that's entertaining as hell for social media, but I don't think it's practical. So I don't want you guys thinking that um, I don't want you guys taking entertainment as real life. Also, some major points, sidereal, which is uh, Vedic astrology and Western, which is tropical astrology. No one way is right or wrong. You will make the choice as to whether it's right or wrong. Today's episode was in tropical, though. And I think that is, I think that's the gist. If you don't know, if you don't remember nothing from this podcast, at least remember those little tidbits um again because mercury is in impulsive as aries and um you know do now ask later ask questions later get information later make the informed choice later (laughs) shoulda coulda woulda did this differently later that's kind of what aries are known for so just stay woke with that okay so that is pretty much this week's episode don't turn this off just yet i gotta uh get chef by bet's Recipe to you all for a quick and easy, tasty macaroni and cheese. It's only a few minutes long. She gave it to me just spot on at the uh, Homegirl Supper Club. And I was really honored. She just gave me a recipe off the top of her head. So, um, And she told me I could share it with you all. So I was like, yay, I'll definitely share it. But um, if you need to find me, you can do so at spiritualhomegirl.com. You can also check out uh, my YouTube. I have a video diary I'm still doing. I said I would do 31 days, and I'm currently on day number 26. So I need to post one for day 27 and then, um, it's 28 it's 29. <laughs> so by the time you see this video, I'll be caught up. And then, um, what else is going on? Yoga one-on-one May 12th from uh, two to 4 PM at cosmic energy fitness studio. One hour power session with Dre from miniature yogi, a Q and a, if you need some questions answered about what you're actually about to do, which I think is fair to ask because, you know, we should be knowing what we're partaking in. Uh, before we do it (laughs) you know what I mean so and then we'll have some water for everyone the first 20 will get a free yoga one-on-one shirt and a complimentary sun moon ascendant astrology analysis by me do not sleep on this it it kind of bothers me when um 
when I talk about an event, I'll talk about it a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And then it'll sell out or the day will pass. And then folks are hitting me saying, oh, I didn't know about it. It doesn't bother me, you know, from an aspect of, oh, they didn't come. It bothers me where it's like, man, I don't want y'all to miss out on nothing. Even if you don't want to go, at least your ass knew about it. You know what I'm saying? So if you follow me on Instagram, which is Spiritual Homegirl, turn on post notifications or, and sign up for a SpiritualHomegirl.com's mailing list so that you're not messaging me afterwards um, about things um, and you're not missing out. I hate for y'all to be left out of the loop. I know for things that I want to do or concerts I want to go to, I hate when I miss out. So I just don't want nobody feeling that way. Um, also, the hoodies. I have 10 hoodies left. Um, some people been asking about them. I initially was not going to relaunch them because I just wanted to, you know, just kind of do it and be done. But we have 10 left. Um, after those 10 are sold or within the next week, whichever one I feel like, I'm just going to close uh, the relaunch of the hoodies and move on to other things. So, again, don't sleep. If you want to get something, if you want to go to an event, get it. Get it now. Get it sooner than later. Because I don't want you guys to miss out. You know, I had somebody ask me about hoodies a month after the pre-orders closed. And I said, well, I've been pushing them for a month. <laughs> did you miss out? Like, did you did you not see what happened? Did you not follow me? Like, did you not see anything? Oh, yeah, I saw. I just was bullshitting. I'm like, okay, there you go. <laughs> if you was BSing, just don't BS, bro. Just get in where you fit in. You feel me? Like, it's enough for everybody. But, yeah. Um, and I'm also on Twitter at Spirit Home Girl. And I think that is everything. Um, yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and read a book for retrograde. People say you're not supposed to read books and learn during retrograde. I think that's so, <laughs> oh, man, I think that's so um, stereotypical. That goes back to that whole, like, Mercury retrograde having a bad rap. Oh, and for the record, y'all, I started this podcast smack dab in the middle of retrograde. In the middle of retrograde, I was talking about everybody was telling me, don't do it, Maria. That's not a good idea. And I was like, I don't care. I'm going to do this because if I don't do it on this date, I'm never going to get it done. So I am going to launch this podcast. I'm not worried about nothing when it comes to whether my mind's going to change. Because folks, they don't jump into um, things during retrograde because your mind might change. But I'm just like, look, if you're making an informed decision, period, do what you got to do. If it's for the best or your greatest good, don't turn down a great opportunity because it's retrograde. You know, just make sure that you have all of the facts and you're actually thinking things through before you make a move. But isn't that what we're supposed to do anyway? You know what I'm saying? So um, for me, I was like, I don't care what tech issues I have. I'm going to um, or any type of other retrograde related issues I have, I'm going to launch. And the only reason why I had a couple of tech issues because I didn't know what I was doing. That had nothing to do with retrograde. That's because I don't like dealing with computers like that. So, um, and even with Homegirl Supper Club, Homegirl Supper Club went off perfectly. Camera crew did not have an issue. Photographer did not have an issue. Nothing went wrong with cooking. Nothing was, there was no conflict between anybody that was there. It was a day of good energy, vibes, love, and food. When was it launched? During a retrograde, and I plan on doing many more in the future. So I don't want you guys, again, like I said, to get caught up in any kind of negative um, negative um, reputations or, or things that you may have heard from um, bad things about retrograde. You know, you can still live your life, and you can still have a fun, uh, you can still have a good retrograde. You can still have a, you know, a regular-ass happy life. It's okay. You can still do that. Just live it. It's as simple as living it. It's as simple as making conscious choices. It's as simple as, you know, using your logic, not rushing to make moves. It's okay. But um, that's why I wanted to do this episode. I was not going to do this episode on Mercury Retrograde. I was going to do something different. But 
Someone requested that I do it. And I said, you know, it's been over a year and a half since I've done a retrograding episode. And that was when Mercury retrograde was in, I think, Virgo when I launched. And I wanted to do more of a retrograde reloaded. So here we are. So uh, that's about it, y'all. This has been another episode of the Spiritual Homegirl Podcast. My name is Maria. And remember, trust the journey and trust yourself. Peace. Okay, so basically, that yours on? Yeah. Okay, so basically, we're gonna boil our pasta first, and then um, you set your pasta aside. Now, I do rinse my pasta to cool it off, um, and you get you two blocks of the Follow Your Heart vegan cheddar cheese. You want it? You want to use two cups of water, two cups of non-dairy milk, some Bragg's liquid amino to taste. You put that cheese in that liquid. You blend it until it's creamy and smooth. And to layer, you take your pan, oil it, you put one layer of pasta, some sauce, sprinkle it with cheese, maybe cut up some pimentos and put that on there. And then you take your second layer of pasta, more sauce, vegan cheese, pimentos, sprinkle some smoky paprika on there, put a lid on it, and bake it until the cheese melts. Quick and easy.